Welcome to the first episode of the Old Dude Music Review, which is a really poor name, but my wife came up with it. If you're just stumbling across it, I've been podcasting since 2016, but I used to do a political podcast under Flyover Politic Podcast. Um, it has a moderate following, not huge or viral, um, over on SoundCloud and Rumble. And I used to do music in the beginning, and then I kind of stopped. It was kind of a break from the politics and media bashing, which is usually what the show's about. I hate the media, so I bash all the media, including Fox. And lately, I started bringing back songs. So we've been stumbling across YouTube channels with all these really awesome reviewers, and I'm not going to be an awesome reviewer. I'm just going to get it from the perspective of an older dude and once a week do a little review of some songs, usually from the past. Um... But this one, I decided, well, since for the last uh, two months I've been doing music reviews on the other podcast, why not do a year in review really quick of the songs that I found to be awesome? Um, and I won't play the full songs, but it has been a good year for music for the first time in a long time there's been new music and I've been really really excited about it so gonna start with two songs that are not new but they came out and I just stumbled across it on Metal B.I.R.B. and Orion Reacts um, it is a band that I have loved forever I have a tattoo on my back I'm not proud of it of the hybrid theory dragonfly soldier I just Linkin Park was so good and I I've had a hard time listening since Chester died um, that and Chris Cornell both of them really hit me they were my John Lennon I just I mean I saw Soundgarden before Soundgarden was Soundgarden I was stationed there in the military at Fort Lewis and um, man those two deaths really hit me so I didn't know about this music I had dabbled in some of the live stuff off Meteora when it came out 20th anniversary and I I had bought the anniversary hybrid theory album but I didn't go into the reanimation type stuff that they did there was a couple albums in there so you know I got Amazon music and I've been walking a lot because I have a sickness they can't fix and so I walk every day and I started dabbling in some of the neat um, neat nice live versions they did of a lot of their songs from Meteora um, Thousand Sons Minutes of Midnight all that stuff they just had some really good shit so these two songs somehow I didn't see the Lost demo so we're going to start off with Lost by Linkin Park okay I'm not criticizing I watch a lot of these but a lot of people are pausers and I cannot stand pausers especially when I was really starting to get into uh, this band that I'm going to play as my year in review after these two songs of um, the just the best damn album I, I just am addicted to sleep token so I'm going to just play it out um, so that you can enjoy the song and then I'll give my two piece you know my two cents on it you know what I think of the song um, I think both of these right up front before I even push play it is a neat marriage between Meteora and Hybrid Theory because you know I saw them in Hybrid Theory and then I saw them with Meteora Meteora was a great memory I brought my preteen daughter and young son with me I was the oldest fucker in the building I was only in my 30s which just cracks me up now because I'm in my 50s 
And I went to Slipknot like five years ago, and you know, people are just staring at me and my wife like we're crazy. But, um, you know, we've always been big-time music fans, um, so I don't think age has anything to do with it. But it's a neat marriage, and if you listen to them, it's pretty obvious why they, they left them off. They're just similar to other songs. Um, this one up front, I'll just say it for I. It's okay. Uh, fighting with myself, I, yeah, I like that. So here we go. first time I saw this um, or listened to this, I was walking in the rain. And those that are over here from Flower Politic, you already know I'm going through some mental shit. And I found myself crying in the dark, which is really a thing that I never did until the last three years and my life kind of went to dog shit. Um, 
But it wasn't about me. It was about him. And, you know, just a few days ago, I did that podcast on flyover politic, and I played the video of Chester talking before he committed suicide and how familiar I was with that feeling of being in your head and your head is always telling you, you are fucking garbage. It's a terrible place to be. And anybody who fights depression or has gone through any kind of trauma in your life, you know, man, that internal monologue is the worst monologue in the world. It's worse than people saying terrible things about you. It's worse than the failures of love or work or whatever. Um, and to hear these lyrics and think about the guy who is singing it and go, man, this dude, you succumb to it. And then think about how many times you've come close. And for me, there's been numerous times where I was just like, fuck it. Just fuck it. And the only thing that stopped me was that I had a wife. And I didn't want to leave her alone. And how was I going to get her the life insurance? Stupid thing to think about. Should have been, I have plenty to live for. And there's a future. And I should be happy. Uh, that I, I have a future, that I have a roof over my head, I have a woman who loves me, even though not as much as she used to because we're roommates and she's gone through some shit herself and she's got medical issues and intimacy doesn't happen anymore and blah, blah, blah. But you can't hear that because all you hear is that inner monologue. You're garbage. You're not good enough. You're ugly. You're old. Blah, blah, blah. And it just keeps rotating. So... That song effed me up. And I was going to do it on the Flower Politics Show last podcast, but I hadn't gotten over the tear in the eye. You know, I had to listen to that damn song like 30 times to get it to go, okay, it's just a song now. Because the lyrics are very impactful if you live with it. And I do. So that was the first one. And once again, these came out a while ago. It's been a bit, but somehow I just overlooked it. I saw the lost demos. I downloaded it once, you know, to listen, and I just go, ah, fuck it, I just can't listen to Chester sing. It's too damn sad. It just really affects me, so I just don't. Just like I don't listen to Chris Cornell, man. I miss Soundgarden in my life. They were, they were my band. I mean, I just found... I just found this going through stuff and and this is the really expensive version i got a sweatshirt that i still wear but it came with everything rehearsals shortly after i bought this he committed suicide so i've never even listened to this i've just never pulled it out it's too sad i mean it's too sad and they're from they're from my favorite band soundgarden was always my favorite band um you know my wife loved nirvana and i love nirvana but soundgarden was my my muse, man. I mean, Super Unknown was an album that came at a time when I was in my 20s, um, yeah, 30 years ago. So, I mean, I was dealing with shit at that time. And that album just, man, it was so perfect, everything about it. But anyway, um, sad song. This one... I can't stop listening to so um and it's once again one of those songs that's like okay yeah i wrote this you know i wrote this shit because the lyrics are 
fuck, they're so freaking spot on. So I'm going to play a lyric version again. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to let it play. And then we'll go into a year in review for me. Sometimes these thoughts in my head speak so loud Every little thing that I think about just builds on top of the pain and doubt Even though I wanna just let it out I try to act like I don't mind it Try to keep my mouth so quiet But sitting there in my silence just seems to amplify it When I thought that keeping this inside would make it better I never thought that I would end up ruining it forever But every time I think I got everything put back together I end up making more regrets, making more regrets I said I went pause. That that is so fucking spot on. If if you fight depression, your rational mind's over there going, "What the fuck are you doing, dude?" Like, stop. But you never listen to it, and you see yourself fucking up and doing shit and going, "Why are you doing it?" And for the last five years of my life, my rational mind fucking hates me. It is constantly flipping me off and saying, stop being a dumbass. Go back to being you. So when I heard this the first time, and I'm, I'm a big lyric guy, I was like, holy shit. And once again, it was in the rain. It's like 40 degrees. I'm like mile four of a six-mile walk. And I'm like, son of a bitch. And I didn't cry on this one. It was close. But it was like, once again, I wrote it. I didn't want you to think I'm worn out so easily I wish I'd held it in so you never knew it built up inside of me Now I don't know how it overflows, spilled out unwillingly But now everything that I learned to hate came out for you to see I don't want you to promise you can change everything and make it better Cause you can bet I'm gonna end up ruining it forever And every time you think you got everything put back together I end up making more regrets, making more regrets
God, I miss that. I fucking miss those guys, man. I miss Mike rapping, Chester screaming and doing that crazy ability that he had to just be angelic on ballads. That A voice that, you know, there's a, I can't remember, it's on, I think it's Re, uh, Road to Redemption or whatever it is, the one, a second live one. Um, hold on. I'm not going to do this my my flyover politic where I just uh, fucking make shit up. It's be music. I'm supposed to freaking know what I'm talking about. Um, about a band because I do know everything, but I can never remember the name of that. Uh, I think it's Road to... Hold on. Discography. Let's go. All right. Road to Revolution. There it is. Sorry. I was way off on that shit. Um... <clears throat> where he's singing that a cappella, and the harmonics hit towards the end. It's so fucking beautiful. It's just so fucking beautiful. And then once he committed suicide, I made the fucking problem, you know, I made the mistake of not taking him off my phone. And this is back when I wasn't crying for no fucking reason because I was going through severe depression. I. Was crying, like this is so beautiful, and he's dead, and why? So when I heard this one, it it was like, a I don't know why I didn't make it on the album. I know there's plenty of songs that are similar to it between Hyper Theory and Meteora, but how the fuck it didn't show up on one of the later albums? Because no offense, some of that shit sucked. I mean, and I know that was a part of his mental health problems because people really dogged him and said he, the albums weren't good, but. Man, that is such a good song. I mean, just the back and forth between the rap and the scream and the layering at the end and the reverse, you know, singing. Uh, mm, that's such a good fucking song. That 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 would have stood out on the album. Meteora was good, and it was a you know it was a great album. Not taken away, but that that song would have been a bonus. It would have been really good on there. So, those two songs, which probably been reviewed a million times on fucking YouTube, but I hadn't even heard them till last week I found it by accident the algorithm sent it to me so for those that follow me on Flower Politic uh, you've heard a lot about Sleep Token this year because my wife found a song and that song became my obsession and then slowly but surely I started just getting song after song after song fed and then I bought the album and then I bought you know it's Take Me Back to Eden I bought freaking Sundowning, which is such a good album. And I have not been like this since I was a kid on a band. Just like fucking consuming, getting the pictures. My wife painted me this because I'm so obsessed with these fuckers. She bought me the shirt. I got a beanie inbound. I mean... It's been forever. But I think what it comes down to is it's so different. You know, not taken away from all the great artists out there. A lot of the metal is just motherfuckers screaming. But there's no hook. And I'm a hook guy. You got to have a hook. You got to have something that gives you a chorus that you can sing, right? You, you can't sing, yeah, yeah, boy, and all that stuff. I mean, it sounds great. I love it. I'm not dogging it. But you need something to sing because I like to sing with the music, right? I mean, I'm walking. I'm, I'm screaming to the fucking deer. 
Um, but you need some kind of hook. That's why, you know, Corey Taylor, uh, Stained, all those guys. You had the scream, but you had a hook. Even Mudvayne had a nice chorus that you could, you know, it's a nice ballady hook that you can get into and sing intermixed with the screaming and stuff. But I never listened to rap. Um, as a people follow me over there, and I'll stop saying this once I start doing this for a while. Um, you know, the only non-rock album I ever bought was 1989 by Taylor Swift. And that's because I couldn't get blank spaces and shake it off out of my fucking head. I mean, I wanted to, but those hooks were in there, and so I bought the shit. I didn't tell anybody I bought it because I was still a soldier during that time, and I mother flipping said it was a Metallica album, and I ripped it, and I put because I bought it on CD, and I ripped it and called it song one two three five whatever the fuck you know. I did not say to anybody that it was Taylor Swift because that's pop. I don't do pop, but it kind of changed my palate, right? So if I was to be asked impactful album, that album would be there because it, for me personally, and I know a lot of people like rock can't stand her and can't stand her music. And I don't really like any of your other stuff. You know, she's about to win 4,000 Grammys. And I tried that because Amazon shoves it down your neck and I just couldn't get into Midnight's. None of it really hit me like 1989 did. So I haven't really kept up with her music other than that one album. But personally, it changed my palate. I started to listen to a little bit of rap, a little more funky beats. It kind of altered, you know, I even listened to Bruno Mars for a while, and I never really did that. Um, I stayed true to just rock. I gotta have some drop D fucking power chords. That's what I need. And I always say it, if, if she would throw one fucking power chord every once in a while in some of her music, I'd buy all her shit. She's really talented, and she has a nice voice. It's very pleasant to listen to, but there's no fucking guitars. I can't hear the guitar. I need a guitar, just some kind of guitar. So I say all that because that's how this album shows up, and my wife hands me a song because she stays up late, and I have to take medication because of my illness, so I'm knocked the fuck out by 8, which is pathetic, but I, because of the medication and because of the illness, I'm up 3 every morning because my stomach hurts, then I go and walk. She heard this somehow, and it fucking altered my life drastically. And it was accessionism. And it goes like this. Your reflection, your 
I said I went pause, but I would. The first time I hear this, I'm like, okay, honey, some guy in his feels. And then it changes. Who made you like this? Who encrypted your dark gospel in body language? Synapses snap back in blissful language. Tell me you met me in past lives, past life, past what might be eating me from the inside, darling. Pop up a rhythm, half deity, glitches in the code, or God's in a strange dream. Tell me you guess my future and it maps onto your fantasy. Tell me into your mannequin and I'll turn you into my Okay, so now I'm in this song and I'm going, okay, honey, uh, you having the midlife crisis because now we got a dude rapping and she's into devil shit. Like, you know, she's not Satanist, but she loves horror. And I'm like, what, what, is this a Halloween song? What are we, what are we, pentagrams and shit? What the fuck? <clears throat> and then it changes again. Go back to the Taylor Swift. Just if that was in any of her songs, I would be a Swifty. I would be all sorts of Swift. I would move swiftly. Just that. I mean, just listen to that. Went from a ballad to a rap thing and gorgeous friggin' guitars. <laughs>
Some scream coming. That is fucking an amazing song. I mean, just an amazing song. By a band I never even heard of. And I was shocked. I mean, I listened to that song like 40 friggin' times a day. I was so obsessed with it. And then I started getting more of this band. Then I bought the album. This was the next one I delved into. It's from Sundowning, but it's really popular with Brits because it's a British band. And this is The Offering. Once again 
Okay, so that's just a freaking fantastic song. It's a little obsessive. Um, the lyrics on these are just, I mean, <laughs> being that I, <laughs> I'm in a marriage that's in roommate phase. Um, I get it. You know, you get that obsessive uh, wanting of another person. You could tell this guy, whoever wrote, wrote whoever wrote this, because it's all um, hush hush. They're kind of like a Slipknot type thing where they don't really show who they are, and you you know the guy's name's Vessel, and there's one, two, and three, right? And um, yeah, you don't know who these guys are. So I mean, God knows. Uh, there's a site that says he's kind of a from what it looked like, uh, a geeky dude, um, kind of tall. Um, but you were on the same wavelength. That's a lot of things. I, I have a crush, and I some celebrity got in my head. I can't get the celebrity out of my head. And uh, every time I hear the song, that's what I'm thinking about. So it's kind of fucked up because I'm married. But anyway, so that's uh, the, the second song I delve in. Um, and then I get back to... Um, the new album, and I start finding these just freaking amazing uh, songs that, wow, they, they hit me uh, emotionally. And one was The Apparition. And they never played it live because now I've gone onto YouTube and looked for you know all their live shows. And I think it's because it's just such a very emotional song for this guy. Because he's dreaming about somebody and that person's not coming out. They're not coming with him into the real world. So it's just phenomenal. This is just a phenomenal song. It's just beautiful the way it's ballad to the guitars to just everything. I'm not going to stop it. And I'm going to try not to sing because you've seen me. I'm trying not to move my lips because I sing these all the time. They're just such, it's such a good song. So this is The Apparition. Why are you never real Whenever you appear You leave me with that grace I am trembling with fear But I know That you will disappear Just as I awake A whisper in my ear These keyboards are so fucking... It reminds me of Depeche Mode. I didn't listen to anything like this until this album came out. So 
just so freaking beautiful time. nothing out there like this there's just nothing out there like this and i know it's not going to win any awards and nobody is going to uh you know it's it's not going to get a lot of airplay which is super sad because my god it's just such a freaking good band um so that begot rain and rain um yeah, this is a really pretty song. And it's, you know, it's kind of the same template. You got this, 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 and this, and you kind of put it all together. Um, but it, it's off the same album. And I can play all of it. I'm going to play a little short bit of The Summoning, which is all over TikTok. And then we'll do one more song that I really like this year. And this, I'm just trying to do a short one. Uh, but going forward, it's going to be, I'm going to do albums. I'm just going to take an album and pull an album for the past and hit keynotes off that album and you know this was good song this is a good song and how it tied in and what it meant to me and I'm starting back you know in the 80s in the 90s and grab some really good classic albums that still stand the test of time um, and the first one will be Super Unknown by Soundgarden even though it's going to be sad so this is Rain and then we'll move to a different artist beautiful song for so long I have waited So long that I almost became Just a stoic statue fit for nobody And I don't want to get in your way But I finally The vicious cycle was over the moment you smiled at me. Just like the rain, you cast the dust into This got a good, I mean, it's just a good music, man. 
the thing is, they also sundowning and uh, this place will be your tomb. They put out um, instrumentals. So some days I just listen to the instrumentals because they're like really good music. Just, I mean, mm, so freaking good. And, and the thing that pisses me off is, man, I, uh, I would have gone. Like, we literally thought about going to the one at uh, Radio City Music Hall in New York, which I hate New York and don't like it, but I would have done it. I would have fucking done it because it was just, they're just an amazing band. Um, and I think it's catching now. You got these big time music reviewers out there and, and they're pushing their music and slowly but surely people are picking it up. And I think they toured too early, right? It didn't really take off and now it's off. I mean, I, I go to the gym with this shirt and of course, um, the younger people that know it just stare at me like what the fuck and finally one of them asks you know do you listen to that I go yeah yeah I do listen to it sorry 
I hate to ruin your band for you, but I actually <laughs> like the music. It's really, really good. Um, but it's just such a different template for me. It was, um, I know I'm focusing on one band for the year, and it seems kind of silly, but doing your first music review is about a whole year. But this was the year of Sleep Token. It just came in with one song, took over my life. I bought all their shit. Because even though you could stream it, I bought it because they deserve my money. And, man, it is so freaking good. So the one that I had seen, because I started a section on my podcast about mocking TikToks. And, uh, of course, it was not, you know, it's not what people do. I know it's kind of wrong. But, you know, I've raised a daughter, and I don't understand why some girls and women are, you know... Back in my day, you had to work to see stuff, right? I mean, you had to put in some work. You should, as a woman, make guys work for that shit. They shouldn't just be able to see it. But all these girls are walking around with spandex that you see the front and these little videos on TikTok with basically half-nakedness. And I'm just like, why are you doing that, man? Make that motherfucker work for that shit. That's what I used to tell my daughter, you know, when she got of age, I'm like, yeah, you should be handling that shit out for free. They should have to freaking buy some food, take you to a movie, you know, open some doors. They should have to freaking do some servitude for you give your good stuff out that's just how I looked at it but um, when I was fumbling through all this crap this song came up and to me I love this song but when you really break it down this is a lot like uh, and I'm going to have people get pissed off because I said this but um, it reminds me of uh, something Queen would have done right I mean it's almost operatic it's got so many pieces to it, and it's the summoning, and we're just going to play a little bit, and then we're going to get to the end, because the end became, they're calling it, and it's, it's vulgar, so I don't want to be vulgar, but it's called Cum Rock, which I think is fucking horrible, um, but it's, um, or Cum Metal, I think is what they're saying it is, so I'm seeing on mentions of it, because of the lyrics on it, but it's another one of those songs that, well, how did this get on here?
Okay, so then it goes to some interludes, goes through it. I'm just going to get to the end because it's a really cool song. God. Ah, I fucked it up. There we go. Here it comes. That was like unexpected, right? It comes in and you're like, what the fuck just happened? Because that, it didn't even belong in the song, really. I mean, it was like totally left field and uh, wow, I was just blown the fuck away. So that's um, my year interview on the, of you want an album, go buy, take me back to Eden by Sleep Token, buy Sundowning, put those two together. You have a playlist, you have different songs, you have... So many interest, so many interesting songs that it's that you never get bored. I have listened to that album with some sundowning mixed in, and I've literally listened on repeat for freaking three months. That's all I've listened to. I just walk six miles with a few songs popping in and out. So, so I'm gonna do two more songs, and I'm gonna call it quits for this year. Um, they're both new bands that I never heard of for the most sensual song. That I mean, it's just freaking. Beautiful. Every bit thing about this song is awesome. And it was featured because it had a breakdown. Um, but I, she just sings the fuck out of this. This is Ultraviolet by Spirit Box. And I think it's the prettiest song of 
That is just uh, your song of the year. That should be the song of the year. It won't be, but it's just such a beautiful song. It's got a beautiful hook. You got some guitar. You got some synth. It's like Depeche Mode mixed in with some Evanescence. It's just gorgeous. Just a gorgeous, gorgeous song. And then last song for 2023 for me, and I guarantee this will be more organized coming next week when I just do an album, Super Unknown, song by song, pick out things that are in the song that affect me or what I believe in them or, or what I feel from them. I have never heard of The Architects. Um, my son reminded me that he listened to them in the early aughts. I mean, I was still listening to Stain, Godsmack, and A Perfect Circle. He was rocking this shit. And I was on YouTube, and because we started listening, my wife started listening to music when I go to sleep every night, which if you haven't paid for the ad free, it's worth 13 bucks. I mean, it's just worth 13 bucks. We have um, YouTube TV, and it's really cool because you have unlimited, you know, um, recording, and it's a really easy interface, and you get all the channels you want. So... We tried the ad-free because my wife was watching it so much. And, man, it sure is nice not to have a million fucking ads every time you're trying to watch something. I mean, because they just repeat that shit. So this was up there, and all I saw is, are you happy yet? It was on the screen. And I go, fuck it, I'm going to try it. Fuck me running. This, this damn song, I have fucking wore this out and excuse the F-bombs. I have just worn it out. Every morning I start my walk and I finish my walk on seeing red. And I'm going to play the whole thing. I'm going to make weird faces because I can't help it because it's so fucking cool. It's just an awesome song. Red free, let me in your hand. Red free, I come and die. 
timing changed the bus. Such a nice little section. Alright, that's 2023 in review. Kind of weird to start it this way when I just uh, started doing this in my podcast again, but what the hell, those are my favorite songs. Next week I'm going to do Soundgarden's Super Unknown, full album review. It'll be much shorter than this because it won't be as many songs. I'm just going to cover the key ones. Hope it was somewhat enjoyable. I know you probably stumbled across it, so you can find the audio version. SoundCloud Flavor Politic with a K. Um, and you can contact me at foppodcast at gmail.com. Gonna, I'm not going to do the same thing. Subscribe, blah, blah. Yeah, I got it. Um, we, all <laughs> we all get sick of people saying that. But um, I thought I'd take it and do a totally separate podcast and just music. And that'll save the people that are listening, or two to 300 people that listen to my podcast, um, about politics and media. Well, they'll, they'll probably be happy that I'm not doing music because I started doing music a lot like I used to back in the day. So, hope this was somewhat entertaining. If so, keep watching. Send me an email on albums you'd like me to talk about because I'm an older dude. Maybe that's a thing you'd like to make me laugh or laugh at me when I review an album I have absolutely nothing, no knowledge of. That'd be kind of fun. But we'll go album by album through the key ones through my lifetime. And I'm 56, so that's a lot of damn albums. Thank you for listening, and I hope to see you again.